welcome to another episode of Thinking Like a Bank, where we show you how to think like a bank by applying the same strategies and principles that banks use to help you find more financial freedom in your life. I'm your host, Sarah Ibrahim. A few months ago, I was introduced to a company called Wallaxy, which is a LinkedIn and email prospecting tool that helps automate some of the functions of prospecting, primarily on LinkedIn. The chief operating officer and co-founder of Wallaxy, Guillaume Portalier, connected with me and we scheduled a time for him to join us on this podcast to speak more about his background and how he founded Wallaxy. If you're interested in growing your business using LinkedIn and or starting a tech company, then I think you'll get a lot of value out of this episode. Guillaume, welcome to our podcast. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, for, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm really excited to have you on this podcast considering your background as the CEO of Wallaxy. Um, before we get into Wallaxy, can you tell us more about your background and what you do today? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm uh, 28 years old and um, I founded Wallaxy three years ago. So back then I was 25. Um, and as you can imagine, I didn't have lots of experience back then. So yeah, I was 25 years old, basically um, out of a business school, French business school, um, and where I've worked for a year and a half uh, in consulting at Accenture. And so I've decided to launch my company um, almost right uh, after my uh, my studies, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll have uh, more on that uh, later, I guess. Mm -hmm. So you, you graduated college and then got into a consulting role as an employee? Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Okay, can you tell us more about that role? Like, what were you doing, and how did it help you launch your company? Yeah, so I was basically uh, working at Accenture, which uh, uh, specializes into in, uh, IT industry, mm -hmm. um, and so I was working for a client where the mission, the goal of the mission, was to develop a, a platform, so a, a digital tool. For so it was an insurance company, and they needed their agents to have a, a proper tool to uh, work, basically, so to manage their mm -hmm. clients' relationship, etc., and yeah, to yeah. sell the product. So, um, and so I worked as um, as a product owner in um, in that uh, mission, and so my goal was to understand the needs of the clients. So basically, this insurance company and um, to sort of transform it into um, more technical features that will then be uh, developed by the uh, consulting team, basically. Got it. And then do you also have a technical background or is it just mostly like business? No, I mean, no, it's uh, mostly business. Mm -hmm. um, but then I, um, you know, I'm, I'm quite into a new tech, so uh, I know the very basics of how it works, but um, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not technical. I'm not a developer or anything like that. Got it. Okay. And then Wallaxy, which is, can you tell us more about what Wallaxy is? Yeah. So Wallaxy is a um, software that allows to automate the sales prospecting and uh, on LinkedIn and via email in, a, in, one, uh, in one sentence. Yeah, the way I found Wallaxy was I was searching for Prospect In. So is that a former company or can you tell us more about that relationship? Yeah, so we when we started the company, uh, the product that we've launched first was Prospect In. So Prospect In is the predecessor to mm -hmm. Wallaxy. And um, we grew quite rapidly when we launched Prospect In and we didn't expect it such growth. Mm -hmm. And so after a year where we had more than 50K users, we figured 
we would need to start all over from scratch because the product was not designed to handle such um, a, a massive number of, of users. So that's um, where Wallaxi uh, uh, was born. Got it. So it's a prospecting software. You could use it for LinkedIn and then also email, like email marketing. And uh, I think- No, it's oh. more, it's more, it's more like cold emailing, which is a bit different than email marketing, uh, where email marketing is more about, you know, sending newsletter, for example, and cold email is really like you're trying to sell something, mm -hmm. but you essentially use a limited number of emails. You're not sending like a uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of emails, but it's more it's more targeted in a way. And then with cold, there's no previous relationship, right? With the yeah, email. exactly, exactly. Okay, got it. So who can benefit from Wallaxy? Like, who is it a good fit for? What what type of businesses or industries? Yeah, the uh, the um, persona is pretty wide because we have um, students, we have uh, um, business owners, obviously uh, recruiters, salespeople, marketing people. Basically, as the use cases are quite wide, you know, you can use it to sell a product or a service. Mm -hmm. You can use it to find a job. You can um, uh, use it to recruit people, uh, to test an ID. There's a, an endless um, number numbers of use cases. Uh, so there's almost an endless uh, numbers of uh, types of clients. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's uh, yeah, we have a pretty wide range of, of, of clients. Okay, so anybody from individual small business owner all the way to you know Fortune 500 company that wants to use LinkedIn to market their brand. Yeah, but it will be not exactly up until uh, 500 uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Fortune companies because um, in the end it's more personal users okay. within those companies that are going to use. For example, we have clients that work at Google, yeah. but we don't really say that Google is a client for us. You know what I mean? Like it's just one person at Google using it for, you know, personal use or even maybe sometimes professional use, but within Google, but it's not like we have a contract with Google, et cetera, because it, it, it remains a small tool. Uh, it mm -hmm. costs like um, 50 bucks per month. So, you know, it's not a big, uh, a, a big thing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So somebody that works for a big company could use it to like recruit people or connect individually people. So yeah. I, I see, I see that. So Wallaxy can be used to automate the connections, right? Instead of having to go one by one, connect with people on LinkedIn, it can automate that. Um, it can also gather data, right? It could automatically yeah. gather certain data points. Exactly. So basically how it works is you start with a LinkedIn search where you have identified the people you want to reach out to. And then you import those profiles into the Wallaxy app. And then from there, you start to create your campaign. So essentially what you want to do, um, you, for example, want to uh, send an invite uh, on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And then uh, two days after that, uh, if the person has accepted it, you want to send a message, mm -hmm. and a, a follow-up message five days later, maybe. And then if the person uh, did not reply, you want to send an email, for example. So this, this uh, kind of stuff, so the, the sequence uh, steps. Then, then you also have the possibility to automatically retrieve the professional email of your prospects uh, using a, a, an integrated uh, uh, software that we, uh, we have also um, that then is used to send email to your, uh, your prospects. So you don't even need the email of your prospects because you can retrieve them 
uh, using Wallaxy. Got it. Okay. And I'm still new to both LinkedIn and Wallaxy, but what are some of the differences between Wallaxy and LinkedIn Premium? So how it works is we essentially plug a tool on the platform. So so we work in, conjunct in conjunction with the LinkedIn uh -huh. in the sense that we leverage the LinkedIn database. Um, and essentially, everything you can do on Wallaxy, you could do it manually mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, but it would take you how ten, tens of hours and tens of hours. So it's and it's very, very boring um, and prone to mistakes. The difference, I mean, it's 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 not exactly what we allow. LinkedIn does not allow in the sense that on LinkedIn directly, you can't automate your prospecting, um, mm -hmm. uh, your sales prospecting. You have to manually add people, manually message people. You don't even have a feature that allows you to bulk message, you know, 10 contacts, for example. So if mm -hmm. you want to send a message to, let's say, tens of uh, tens of your contacts, you can't do that on LinkedIn. You will have to copy paste and then manually send a message to every individual. Mm -hmm. um, and so LinkedIn Premium, or if we are talking, for example, about the Sales Navigator option on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. is basically an option that gives you access to an advanced uh, search uh, uh, function on, on LinkedIn. So um, you'll have more filters and your searches will, will be more precise. Um, and by the way, this is a tool we highly recommend uh, when you use Wallaxi because it gives you better results. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, you increase your, uh, uh, your response and, and, and reply rates. Got it. So it's not meant to, it's not like it's different from it. It's meant to work with it. So Sales Navigator or LinkedIn Premium are meant to work with Wallaxi. And then when you have those combined, you can even do more things when you have those tools combined together. Exactly. Now, I, I was listening to you on a podcast. I forgot what the other podcast name was, but um, you were mentioning how when you started the company, it wasn't like you had outside investors or, you know, outside, you know, uh, you didn't grow through shareholders. Can you tell us more about how you grew the company considering the show is called Thinking Like a Bank? I'd like to get yeah. how, you, how you grew the company that way. Yeah, sure. So coming back from my experience at Accenture, I think one of the big motivators at that time was I just realized how many hours I would put into the work and how little I would get in return, financially speaking. And I saw, you know, the partner at the company that were pretty much doing nothing that would reap all the benefits, again, financially speaking. Mm -hmm. And so I quickly, quickly realized that as I'm as as a quite drive like I'm quite drives in a, in a way in life, and I realized that if I wanted to maximize that, it would be by creating my own company instead of working for someone else. Because when you work for someone else, even if you're super super motivated, at the end of the day, you have a salary and maybe you have some bonuses in a way, but you know you don't have any shares. Um, and so you're not really incentivized to be a better version of yourself, work harder, etc. So, so this one was a big motivator. Um, and yeah, indeed. So when we started the company, we had no external investors. So, you know, I was uh, not earning money at all. So at the beginning, it was uh, a bit difficult. But we were lucky enough to find our first customers quite rapidly. Mm -hmm. And so we grew from zero to one million in annual recurring revenue in, in less than a year. So quite rapidly, we, we were able to you know, grow the company um, 
uh, without the need of uh, external investors. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's um, probably at that time because we were so immature, mm -hmm. um, not personally, not on a personal level, but on a business level. Um, maybe at that time, if we had at some point some investors that would have been there, um, sometimes I think we would have uh, crushed the company because being bootstrapped and having no external funding mm -hmm. forced us to be super efficient in how we spend money. Mm -hmm. And so we always have always had this um, idea in mind of, uh, okay, if I invest X, I want a return on investment of at least a two or three X within like six months. And so we, and, and that's why we didn't do any sales, you know, in the, in the sense that we didn't hire any salespeople. And up until now, we don't have any salespeople. We prefer highly scalable um, uh, acquisition channel, such mm -hmm. as uh, a word of mouth, uh, referrals, um, uh, SEO. Mm -hmm. And affiliation, we have a, a great affiliation program where we share 50% of the revenue generated by uh, the affiliates mm -hmm. uh, for life. So it's, it's quite interesting. Um, and yeah, we, we really think hard, thought hard at that time, okay, how we could uh, maximize the, uh, uh, the revenue we get to uh, have a, a return on investments very rapidly as well that that's interesting yeah it's it's definitely i think it makes you more creative right when you don't have a venture capital or private equity firm backing you up and you know almost like unlimited funding it, it makes you really creative with how you're spending your money what you're spending it on if you could figure out a way to reduce costs or even eliminate some costs so i i, I like that that thinking now where are your users mostly located so as a, a, a French-based companies, we have 50% of our users still in France, uh, but then we have also 50% of our users and, and clients coming from abroad, uh, mm -hmm. mainly in the US, in the mm -hmm. UK, uh, all over Europe, uh, South America, pretty much everywhere in the world, but mostly in the US. Got, is it a goal to become more uh, yeah, popular? In the yeah, definitely. I mean, in the uh, SaaS industry, uh, you know, France is a small country, I mean, overall, and even more if you're speaking about the SaaS industry. So, and clearly the goal is to expand in the US where we think we've just barely scraped the surface. Mm -hmm. So we think there's a, a huge growth potential in the US clearly. Got it. Okay. And how do you plan, like, what are some of the strategies you have in mind for expanding in the US? Yeah. So we're currently thinking about raising funds. Um to accelerate our growth in the US. And we're not exactly sure about which uh, strategy to go for, but either um, double down on what we were making up until now. So double down on, on content producing and the product um, and the, the customer support, et cetera, and try to replicate that in the US, maybe by uh, uh, opening a, a structure in the US mm -hmm. or um, growing uh, a sales team in the US. Also, as French people, I mean, we're not really sales people in the in France, and and I know in the US, um, you know, they're way better at sales that we do than we are. So it's and it's more in the culture. So it might yeah. also be that we open uh, um, uh, an office there and we hire a, a sales team of people that are that, that know how to sell. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, that's a good observation and a good like difference to, to mention. Um, I could definitely see that happening in the US, right? Where you have like almost like a call center that calls businesses and does free demos on Wallaxy, free trials, and then actually like directly pushes the product directly to the potential customers. So I, I, I like that you, you mentioned that. And then, which brings me to my next question, like, how is it running an international company, right? Because you have to think about different laws and different payment systems and different things like that. Can you tell us a little bit more about how, how it is running an international company? Yeah. I mean, in terms of laws, it's not that complicated because, you know, we're selling the software. So the law is not really a problem for us. Um, in terms of payment system, uh, thanks God, there's a company called Stripe <laughs> and uh, and it's very, very easy. I mean... It's not exactly my job. I mean, it's the developer's job to integrate yeah. with Stripe, but I know it's it's very well done and um, it's not really a huge problem to take payments in, in US dollars and mm -hmm. any kind any kind of currency. Yeah, I think they've, you know, they've opened the path for that, for international payments and, and things like that, especially with the increase of electronic payments in general. So, you know, I, I definitely see that perspective. And, and as, as far as developers go, uh, did you, when you started Wallaxy, was it all in-house? Like, did you have in-house developers, everything was in-house or did you use like third-party companies for the development? Yeah, we were lucky enough to be four co-founders of which two are great developers. Uh -huh. And so from the very beginning, the founding team was really tech-oriented. Uh -huh. um, so that was one big advantage. And another big advantage is those co-founders went to um, engineering school here in the south of France. And basically every year we had two or three people, uh, usually the best of the, of the, of the year coming in internship um, at Wallaxi, and then we would hire them. So we, we have a sort of a continuing flow of uh, great engineers coming out of this mm -hmm. school. So it's uh, an advantage we have uh, as well. So always internally, no external developers. Yeah. And that's a big um, competitive edge, right? That's a big, um, because it's very expensive to go to third-party companies to do app development and software development. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen like the proposals and it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's better to do it in-house if you can, if you have the resources, it's better to definitely do that in-house. Um, now, my next question, where do you see Wallaxy going in the next, I'd say, like five, 10 years? What's your future projection? Yeah, it's really, really hard, really, really hard, sorry, to answer this question. Uh, bear in mind that we are three years old. So <laughs> yeah, we usually we tend to see uh, the future as like uh, the next month or the next quarter. Uh, so 10 years is too, way too far to say. Uh, even five years is really far to say, but I would say we still have lots of features that we want to add mm -hmm. and um, we'll probably transition into something like uh, more of a LinkedIn CRM where we'll synchronize with other enrichment tools, always improve the data that you can obtain with Wallaxy. So I think this is one path that we might take mm -hmm. or we or and um, we could also, I mean, we started to invest in um, artificial intelligence, especially in uh, creating contents mm -hmm. using AI. So either creating content from scratch or reformulating contents um, to improve 
the uh, the message basically, so to improve the conversion rate of messages. And so that's another area where Wildsea might evolve in the coming coming years. Yeah, I like this because it's still, even though it's three years old, it can go anywhere, right? It can go yeah. into the CRM world. It can go further into the SaaS world. There, it, there's, it's still kind of too early to to determine the whole life of the company at this point. Definitely. What advice do you have for people who want to do something similar to what you're doing? They want to start tech companies. They want to kind of grow their businesses or within their industries using technology. What advice do you have for those people? I would say first, if you want to start a tech company, it would be better to either be a tech guy or a tech girl or have a, a very good friend that is a tech guy or a tech girl. Uh, it helps a lot. Um, otherwise, there are plenty of like there's lots of tools now that you where you don't even need technical skills to um, choose them. I think I think of for example Zapier or mm -hmm. I don't know uh, Webflow. Or, you know you can create your uh, website now without the, the technical skill required. So you can do lots of things. But I would say one big advice I would have is really focusing on finding clients and by that i mean really focusing on identifying a problem and thinking of a solution for that problem and then trying to sell that solution and, and find those people that have that problem and really be focusing on that exclusively up until you have like a, you know don't think uh don't overthink your your plan just to focus on those uh, those aspects. And was that the problem you guys discovered that there was a prospecting need amongst the business world? Yeah, when we we started the company, um, we so we had a I didn't uh, uh, speak about that, but we had a small project before that where we wanted to develop a tool to basically it's uh, it's hard to explain in uh, in English for me, but yeah, it was to uh, help uh, business owners for campings, you know, camps um, mm -hmm. and um, and uh, miserably. But when we were working on that project, we thought we would develop a tool that would help us automate our prospecting. And that came uh, prospecting. And so we figured, okay, if we, if we as a typical startup, we have this problem, there might be loads of typical startups that would also have this problem. And it turned out that, yes, there are a lot of people and lots of companies having the need to automate their prospecting outreach. That's smart. Okay, that's good. So you saw your struggles and you were like, you know what, this is probably common amongst mm -hmm. other, other businesses. That's a, yeah. a good way of thinking. Now, Guillaume, how can listeners connect with you and connect with the company and learn more about Wallaxy? Yeah, so if you want to learn more about Wallaxy, it's uh, simply uh, wallaxy.com, so W A. Um, laxy.com and otherwise you can uh, reach out to me directly on LinkedIn so Guillaume Portalier it's uh, yeah, hard, to, hard to understand for a non-French speaker but uh, I'm sure you'll uh, put some links in the description or anything like that yeah that's exactly what I'll do I'll put in the links in the description that way listeners can just click and connect with you Guillaume it was very nice having you on the podcast and I'm looking forward to speak to you again in, in the future thanks Ari to learn more about what we do and how we can help you grow more wealth please visit www.finassetprotection.com. That's F-I-N, assetprotection.com. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional 
who knows your specific situation. 